You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Come to, to Wake, Wake and Bake, and Bake from, from San, San Diego. Diego, where sports betting meets marijuana. I'm Leaf. And I'm Low. And, and here's Chess. Hey, Thanks, guys. And you know what? This week we couldn't be more excited because though you've seen my face in a camera with Chris and Dan for years now, we're going on years with those guys. Uh, this is only the second time I think that Chris has been on the show. We still haven't gotten Dan uh, out of the truck into our studios, but we'll we'll work on that. However, I do know that you guys are busy because, Chris, you are banging out quite a bit of content every every week. What's your schedule like? When do you do what you do? Yeah, so I get to kind of help on Belly Up Fantasy Live on Tuesday nights at 8.30. And then, you know, talked about being on our show, Dan Mater, uh, MD's Fantasy Football Show on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock. And then on Fridays as well as we kind of prepare you for the weekend. And then we always have chats on our Fridays. i be catch some tickets and give you some winners. So hopefully I can kind of come on your show and reciprocate some of the, you know, the good grace you kind of give us the last couple of years where you definitely helped us be some winners. And this past week, I think we actually had a winner. Well, you and I, I I'm not going to bring it up too aggressively because you you did what with the Chargers and I didn't tell anybody, but you know what? We cashed. Uh, yeah, you and I are 4-0 because what we do is every week, the three of us, me, you and Dan, pick a best bet. And, when, and I bet a parlay. I don't know if you guys do it, but I bet a parlay every week. And we hit the first week, and last week, uh, we, yeah, we, Tampa Bay was, uh, was Dan's. And, of course, they, it was, at least it was painful, right? It was over early, you know. Uh, but my under hit, I hit so, so you and I are 2-0, 4-0 and Dan. So we're 5-1. and one. You know, don't get me wrong. 5-1 and one is great, but I'm really looking more for the parlay aspect. Uh, and that's uh, – I do that on a couple of the shows that I visit. It's kind of fun because – it's six to one, right? If you hit it, it's a nice hit. You throw a twenty dollar bill, you got a C note. That's not a bad deal. Um, so let's do this. Let's talk about a little bit of fantasy aspect. And I talked about it with the gambling sports betting. And I'm I'm setting my clock because I forgot to set up the clock, Chris. And I know I don't want you to have to go long because you got a game, you got things to do. Um, when you're dealing with that personnel level, and you when you started betting it and dealing with fantasy. Did you notice you were winning more bets and cashing more tickets? That kind of came later, Chaz. So I, I appreciate people like yourself that kind of introduced me that, you know, my knowledge of fantasy and kind of how football game unfolds could help win me some money. And initially when I was younger, you know, sports betting wasn't something I could legally do. It was something you kind of talked about. You were excited to try to do maybe bet some friends on some different games, but that wasn't until more recently. And I kind of, one of the people that always, behind a time in technology so i didn't get kind of the other things with the betting they have today uh, so more recently and now with you know all these different apps and different options fantasy's booming i mean and so is you know so is betting so for me i got to kind of marry the worlds now yeah because i mean i tell people all the time i'm only on your show for the last half hour but i try to catch as much as that first half hour to hear why you're picking who you're picking and why you're worth paying what you're paying because when you when you learn who you're picking and why you're paying it, it, it gives you insights that may not necessarily translate even into props. Sometimes you, you can't even find a good prop for the player on that. But when you put that little piece of the puzzle in with that team's offense or defense, depending on, on, on whether it's a good or bad thing, then yeah, all of a sudden you're seeing that you see things on handicapping that maybe 
didn't look like stuff that you should pay attention to, but all of a sudden it jumps off the page at you, doesn't it? I feel like likewise for yourself. I mean, when you join our show, you kind of help me point out some of your data that you always have. Um, you know, some of the trends that you kind of might not overlook at fantasy. You look at a player and he's been doing really well. You might not necessarily think about the point spread, but if teams aren't scoring or going the under, you know, six or seven weeks in a row at home, well, then maybe the guy's not going to necessarily boom that quarterback that you have for that team. So those things actually, you know, go vice versa. So I appreciate what you kind of bring to the table as well. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Okay, so let's do this. We're going to have you give out a, a few plays. So we like to go with three. This way you're either a winner or a loser. No pushes. Don't get me wrong. We'll take pushes all day long, especially in a parlay. People complain about a parlay that kicks down from four to three. No, thank you. I will take the three. I will be happy to have it. Please, because you just don't hit as many parlays. Uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll take a break, and then when we come back, we'll finish up with a couple more plays. But who do you like? Uh, give us a play for this weekend. I'll give you one of my definite guaranteed locks for the week, and I think that's the Green Bay Packers. Um, this team's taking on the Giants team that, you know, beat Chicago a game, but Chicago is a, a third-world football team right now. Um, and I look at what the Green Bay kind of did. I know they kind of squeaked by, but they looked better in the second half versus the Patriots. I fit them to go handle business versus a Giants team that has quarterback injuries. Um, Saquon Brock is the only person they really have doing anything. Green Bay is going to go handle business. Now that is early. That is an early game Sunday because that game is in London, is it not? Yes, it is. Going against the pond, over the pond again. Yeah, we, we talked about that last week with last week's game where a, a Saints guy said, yeah, like I'm going to get up that early to watch my team get a field goal. But I saw Green Bay underachieve, and then that pick six at the end of the first half, both my son and I were blown away by that because, I mean, he threw what? Completed two passes out of four or something in the first half, and he said afterwards, you know, we can't we can't win this way. This is not a, a good formula for winning. What are they going to do differently this week? Well, I think, you know, the big difference you're going to see is that the offense clicked in the second half, and I, with the Giants team that, had Saquon Barkley playing Wildcat at the quarterback because they had, you know, such so many injuries to the quarterback position. Tyrod Taylor's out for this for the least foreseeable future. You know, Jones may or may not play, but even if he does, he's playing with a receiving courts, um, you know, a fifth, six stringers. So just what they can kind of, what the Giants have won against has been more against teams that have just been terrible. Chicago's been terrible. Carolina's been terrible. So their wins aren't necessarily that they've been playing well. It's more so that they're you know, actually playing a, a legit football team. And you talked about this before, you know, when franchises kind of play against bad franchises, the good franchise typically wins. Green Bay is a good franchise. Giants are not. Yeah, and the other aspect is you made a good point. This time of year, you're finally now, you can really have a little bit more confidence in using, you know, the the, the people they've played. When you look at similar opponents and, and, and consistency among there, you can't really do it after two or three games. You start getting four or five games, and everybody's played two or three at home, and everybody's paid two or three on the road, then you could you could start using that data, and that'll help. So when we get back, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk more about the, the, the picks from Chris. He joins us live from the MD's Fantasy Football Show on Belly Up Sports here on Sports Betting Weekly on Wake and Bake. Now that is one long-ass title. We'll be right back. <laughs> Sports Betting Weekly. All I do is win, 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 no matter what, Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. This week we're joined by Chris from the MD Show, Chris and Dan, and I go back for a long time. Now, Chris hasn't been on the show much, but hopefully going forward we are because we did something that was really special. 
We started recording. It was 420 here in California. That was great. But then we went a whole segment of Sports Betting Weekly on Wake and Bake, and we didn't talk about cannabis at all because we had talked about it before we started recording, and then I totally spaced it. So let's just do, do people justice because, really, the chances of us actually starting at 420 was pretty bizarre. I didn't plan that. However, uh, tomorrow, as you know, I plan – a post. I always send out a post every Friday, four hours and 20 minutes before I visit you guys. I don't know if you saw that last week. That's a permanent thing. It's it's auto. I did 1.30 in the afternoon, boom, it goes out. So I'm looking forward to that. But I did, I, I mentioned, Chris, I got to go to a dispensary today. And it was really nice because for the first time that I've been there, and it's been a couple months for me here in California, they were able to take debit cards. I mentioned that to you. Doesn't seem like a big deal. But you know what? When the federal government is up your butt in, in your industry, it's a pretty big deal to be able to, to not have to have people go to the ATM machine. If you're the guy that owned the portable ATM machine that's in their lobby, you're, it's a bad day for you, right? Absolutely. I mean, and I live in a state of Pennsylvania where we're kind of behind the times. We don't we're not even remember having an ATM machine offered to us. We're just trying to have it offered to us recreationally. And in sports betting, I can't still not bet on college football games because the, the idea or even have a fantasy football uh, college team because the idea of these amateur athletes I mean, making a profit off of them, but the state's not. Yeah, well, and again, it, it, it's state by state. Anytime you get state by state, and we got wake and bake. I mean, you leaf and low. You got two different industries that are totally impacted by it. But all you can do is what you can do. I, I laugh out here in California because they're really acting like they're creating sports betting for the first time. The government is. DraftKings knows what they're doing. Native Americans, they're not going to run the sports book. If they get their way with the election, they're just going to be in charge of it. And they'll outsource it to somebody else either way it's not that difficult guys i go now i just got to send the money to costa rica and guess what the last month or so my book is giving me back the money that i get the money gram to send the money to costa rica and it gives me more money to bet with so uh, you know i'm not sure if DraftKings is gonna do that right yeah very true i i, I look at some of the things that go with bitcoin i mean i think kind of bitcoin guys start a lot with gambling um, a lot of things you were able to kind of do because of the different laws you could use digital currency to gamble with initially. So I think that's become something that's now goes across the board. So I think you're going to see a lot of things kind of being pushed back, back and forth across the board. No, I, no doubt about it. So let's talk real quick about this, this parlay. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to talk to you guys Friday night. I'm going to have every week one of you find out the current odds on this parlay. So what I do is I've got the Bills to win, and they got to worry about Miami. I got the Chiefs to win. This is the division, right? And I, I'm, wor I'm not worried about that. The Rams just got beat by the 49ers, so the Rams are not a lock at any by any means for their division. Uh, and Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay's division is a lot weaker than people realize. Uh, Tampa Bay actually and, and the Bills were the biggest favorites in there. But that is the parlay that we came up with, well, I came up with, and after listening to you guys on our very opening show of the season. So I went and bet it. I got a, two tickets. And it pays uh, plus twelve forty nine. So yeah, I'm gonna have you guys give me updates because my website that I'm using right now is not allowing me to to uh, bet that bet again. It's not. It's off the board, I guess. So, uh, so let's do this. Let's get a couple more plays before we let you go. Yeah. So I gave you kind of one of my upsets. I mean, I gave you one of my locks. I'm gonna give you one of my upsets. So you talked about one of the teams that's not a division lock in the Rams. Taking on the Dallas Cowboys, favorite by five and a half. I like Dallas in this game. I like Dallas straight up as the winner. 
Um, this Cowboy defense has been for real. This Rams offense has not been for real. He had been struggling this entire offseason, this entire season. I don't think they're going to get fixed versus the Cowboys. I know Dak Prescott's not back yet. It's not going to matter. The Cowboys are going to not only beat the Rams, like I said, they're going to beat them by more than the cover as well. Yeah, and, and they're doing it on the defensive side of the ball, but the kid, Rush, is not doing anything to embarrass himself out there. No, he's getting the playmakers the ball. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what Dak Prescott was supposed to do. That's why I was kind of, you know, mumbling about how quick he's to get his job back. Cooper Rush is playing a really good quarterback, and like I said, you know, this Dallas defense is basically carrying the team, and their physicality on offense is kind of getting the ball moving, and then off. The Rams team, they've just been terrible this whole season, basically. Well, if you look at Tampa Bay, beat them up, right, the first week, 19-3. to But they held Tampa Bay to 19 points, and you saw what they did against Kansas City. The week after that, they allowed 17. The week after that, to the Giants, 16. And last week, 10. They've allowed lesser points every single game in four straight games in the NFL. That's really hard to do. So who's the other game? Yeah, so then the other game that I'm looking at is I liked uh, the Dolphins to beat the Jets this week as another – a straight up game. The Dolphins, I think, are, are defensively going to bring a lot of pressure. I like the Jets. You know, they had a nice little win last week. They're feeling good about themselves. Zach Wilson returned back quarterback. They get dinged up a little bit. But one thing that kind of happened in that game last week is another offensive lineman got hurt. Um, they're back to like their six string tackles right now. Jets are going to see a lot of blitzes. They're going to see a lot of pressure. They're not going to be able to handle it. It's just offense bears. You can't score more than 20 as it is. The Dolphins defense is going to bring it. The Dolphins, even with two kind of missing this game, are still going to win that game. They've got the better roster, and the Pittsburgh team that the Jets beat is not a team that scared anybody. I mean, they don't even know who they are. But they've got quarterback issues. So, and in that respect, normally, right, we talk about the Jets. So, well, don't don't give them too much credit. It was the Jets they beat. But this this week, actually, you could say it in reverse. I, I don't give a, a, a win over Pittsburgh last week. I don't give any feathers out for that in the cap, you know? No, and I don't think – I mean, I think people kind of want to give the Jets feathers for anything that they do, you know, positive, so I understand. But on the flip side, I think a lot of people want to kind of, you know, find reasons not to like the Dolphins. They looked at Tua being out to look at the, the Dolphins, the UPNs being banged. Miami's a better team and there's a better coach team overall. I think that you're going to see them, despite all the, the optimism going on in New York, the Dolphins are going to pull up the victory. All right, so tell us uh, what's the best place for people to follow you guys. I know you're all over Twitter. Belly Up Media is just exploding. But personally, is it uh, the, your YouTube channel? Is that the best thing? Or? Yeah, you can follow us on YouTube or you can follow us on MD's fan, MDFF show. Um, that's where you can get us our handle. You can follow us, whether it's on YouTube or any other kind of social media that you're following. We're, we're everywhere. So, yeah, there you go at the bottom, at Belly Up Fantasy. Uh, check them out. And if you check them out, like, Fridays. It's too late for this week, but like next Friday, if you check them out Friday, you hang around for the whole show, you'll see me again. Kind enough to have me out every weekend. We're looking forward to it. Chris and I are undefeated this year. That's all we know. 4-0 against the spread. We'll talk to you again next time. Cashing those tickets. All right, buddy. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. Welcome to more Winners with Mo here on Wake and Bake Mo. As always, each week we check in. Now, you and I kind of talk throughout the week. And, and of course, we're both guests on uh, the Lima's Hot Sports Radio, right? We are. I, uh, I kick off the morning at, uh, I think, probably uh, 5 a.m. your time. So it's uh, it's early. Yeah, the only time I honestly I, I, I listen is when I'm 
way when I wake up, Tony calls me, wakes me up, and then you're on before me, so I listen to you. But a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff, as you know, is the same stuff. And I tell people that it really is. You can only find so many angles, right? So we're going to talk some college football. We're going to get a play or two. Then we're going to take a break. We're going to go NFL football, talk a play or two. But you really – you can't get that much more creative on 97.3 The Fan, right? 93.1. 93.1 The Fan or, or 103.9 or whatever show you're on. I mean, you can only get so creative. But uh, we're, what we're going to do is uh, the end result, we're cashing tickets, and that's all that really matters. So let's talk uh, some college football. Uh, you know what? Wes from our show makes fun of Oklahoma all the time. He calls him Choklahoma. What is happening with OU? Talking about a, a team with a huge changeover when you switch from uh, a, a coach that uh, had you a national championship contention every year, uh, you know, had a pretty good string of uh, Heisman Trophy winners and finalists. You bring in a, a new coach, and, you know, you had a lot of players that left and decided to follow their coach to USC. Uh, the transfer portal has made it so if, if you're not having success every year or playing the players, they, they'll bounce on you real quick. Like, and I think. Oklahoma's going through a transition when you go, uh, you know, from a guy who was a fantastic, uh, you know, college coach in Lincoln Riley and he moves out to USC. I I think that hurts. Uh, You know, Oklahoma's got a name and they've been a name a long time in college football. uh, But just like Nebraska, they're not in in the in the most uh, appealing of markets. So, uh, you know, you got a chance to play in L.A. with the beaches and the celebrities. Or do you want to play in the middle of, of Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma? It's it's hard. It's it's really hard for a team like that, and it takes success from a coach. And now they've got to try to find that uh, all over again. Yeah, listen to these scores for USC: sixty-six, forty-one, forty-five, forty-two. The game that they only scored seventeen was against a very good Oregon State team, and they beat them in Oregon State, seventeen, fourteen. So yeah, they just took the 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 OU mo and switched it over to another school. Basically, speaking of another school, let let's talk about. The A&M beat Alabama, did they not? One time since that guy came? Yeah. 24 and a half points are given. It's so hard for some of these teams to try to pick those games. I try to stay away from those gigantic point spreads. It's just, it's so hard on a week-to-week basis. You know, we saw uh, Georgia struggle uh, a week ago. We've seen Alabama struggle this year. So there are times when these programs that uh, are paid a, a lot of money to come in and play these teams it, it's you know you've got to get up for these games and sometimes when you're projected to win by so many points i think it's hard for some of these young kids to get up for some of these games and so it, it, those gigantic point spreads are ones that i tend to stay away from because it's so hard sometimes to try to say okay i'm going to give 30 points i'm going to give 25 points i'm going to give 40 points not for me not with my money you could have a three-teamer in college at pace that, that has uh, given 100 points, no doubt about it. So listen to what we got. We got SEC action. Alabama's given 24-and-a-half. We got the uh, Big Ten action. Ohio State's given 26-and-a-half. Are these conferences really just – are we just sitting around waiting for these teams, to, to the two teams that are good in each conference to play in the conference championship games? Well, it feels like that. It feels like we're waiting for Georgia, Alabama, and we're waiting for Ohio State, Michigan uh, at Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen Wisconsin already cut loose their coach, uh, you know, and that's a, a storied program that's been good for a long, long time. Uh, so we saw Nebraska in the Big Ten dump their coach. So, yeah, I really think, sadly, right now uh, in the Big Ten, we're waiting for we're waiting for Michigan, Ohio State. 
And in the SEC, like you said, we're waiting for, for Alabama and, uh, and Georgia. On Saturday, is there a game that is on your radar that most people would say, you know what, I didn't, I didn't think about that game? Probably Michigan, Indiana. You know, you and I for a few years there had uh, a, a huge success with the Hoosiers and covering against big time teams. Obviously, some a lot of those players are, are gone now, but you know, Indiana has always played big teams tough, and not necessarily whether they're in the position to win the game, but in the position to cover every time. So, uh, you know, Michigan, good team, uh, haven't really been challenged too bad yet. Can score some points, but. Indiana is one of those teams that always just kind of hangs around. So I, uh, I, I'm going to take the Hoosiers and take all those points this weekend and probably take the Hoosiers to cover again. No, we, I remember the specifically going in one time, uh, they went into, uh, Indiana or in the Michigan, I think, and they, they played them well, but let's look at the, uh, the head to head. Uh, that would have been, uh, I, I think they were getting 24 and Michigan won 20, 10. I think that was the game. They had mm-hmm. a push. Uh, uh, IU lost by 11 again in Michigan, getting 28. Uh, then, uh, so it looks like IU actually plays better in Michigan than they do when they play uh, at Indiana. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. All right, one more before we go to break. You got a winner? You got a game where you feel this team is going to win, whether they're, they're going to win on the field getting points or they're going to cover? You know, it's – man, it, it's so – hard for me lately to to pick college football because it has gotten uh you know between the haves uh and the have-nots uh you know I, i've ridden clemson a little bit this year uh you know they continue to win they're not the not the best of teams they're not winning by a ton but uh you know the point spreads have lowered because the team's not as good this year so clemson is a team that uh, i've continued to cash on every week it, it's nice when a team takes a little bit of a step back when guys graduate because then the point spreads become a little more reasonable. Uh, they have uh, they've done real well for me this year. Uh, I continue to put money on them every week, and it's probably one that uh, I will look towards this week. I haven't even been looking, honestly, Chaz. I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't looked at the opponents for Clemson. I've just continued to win money on them, so I keep putting money on them to cover. Yeah, well, the quarterback struggled the first couple games, and they've they've got that big recruit behind them, but he's stabilized a little bit, and they they have played well. Uh, this week they're given twenty one to BC. They should be they're going to BC, but they I think Clemson already had they have that squeaker every year, right? Don't they? In the beginning of the year they have yep. their squeaker, and then that's it. They go on a roll. When we come back for break, we're going to talk some NFL. You're listening to Mo from the Mo Radio Show on More Winners with Mo here on Wake and Bake. Welcome back to More Winners with Mo here on Wake and Bake. Mo, we talked a little bit about Saturday, and, and there really are. There's some some huge, huge spreads. I know that last week there were a couple of games that guys jumped on. One was a BYU. I forget what the other one was, but they were never – I mean, they, these teams never even came close to covering those huge, huge numbers. You're not seeing that in the NFL just yet, but we have in the past seen numbers in the NFL that are – that are higher than we normally see. Of course, last week, the Green Bay was a fine example of just too many points for a team to cover. So let's look at a couple of the games that I think are, are really, uh, I don't know if they're, they're key games this early in the season, if any game's a key game, but we do have a couple division matchups that are, are really at a point where, you know, a, a division is going to go one way or another. But you, you got to look at Tampa Bay's given 10, Buffalo's given 14. We never saw spreads like that. You know what I'm saying? And in the NFL, especially, 
double digit point spreads a lot of times are uh, an easy way to backfire. A couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, I won a game with Houston who was getting, you know, I think it was 16 or 17 points. And, you know, they wound up covering. That's a lot of points when you're talking about professionals. I don't care how bad your team is. It's a lot of points. Uh, so let's look at that first divisional matchup. It's Miami at the Jets. The Jets are getting three. The Jets are coming off a big win. I talked to somebody earlier in the week, Mo. I reminded him the Jets are coming off a big win over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not really sure who Pittsburgh is right now, and their offense definitely doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, so I'm not sure how much you're going to credit that to the Jets. But Miami's coming in, and Miami's looking good, but now they've got a problem at quarterback. They're going to be using a backup who played pretty well, right, in the, in the last game. He played pretty well until it came crunch time and threw an interception uh, in the red zone. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater did. But, you know, you've got uh, Tyreek Hill has been hobbled in practice a little bit this week. Uh, there are some injuries. You've got Zach Wilson coming off his injury who played okay last week for the Jets. Again, they got a win in Pittsburgh. They got a win a couple of weeks ago in Cleveland late. They're a scrappy little team. The points are, are they're, they're too few. If the Jets were getting six or seven, I would probably be on the Jets, but there's a lot of firepower on that offense in Miami. So I think I'm going to take Miami and give the points uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is if, it doesn't matter who's quarterback. If you or I could get the ball to Tyreek Hill, our numbers would look pretty good. And then finally, I'm looking at this Dallas Rams game. Now, the Rams, uh, you know, the Rams are two and two, but. Yeah, the, the first four games, we've always in the past bet against the Super Bowl champion. They are given more points than they should because they're the Super Bowl champion. They ended up going one and three against the spread. They're given five and a half to a Dallas team. Another backup quarterback, but Cooper Rush has done pretty good. I mean, he's not Cooper Manning, don't get me wrong, but he's done pretty good. It sounds asinine to say that there could be a uh, quarterback controversy in Dallas, but You've got a guy not making very much money who's come in and, and led this team to some victories. What, what it's really been for Dallas, uh, you know, honestly, has been their defense. Uh, and w their defense is fantastic. And when Dallas can run the ball, they win. When they pass the ball too much, they lose. The Rams, who are Super Bowl champion, and it sounds weird to say this, but there are some issues in this offense. Uh, it's become too predictable. Uh, whenever Matthew Stafford steps, drops back to pass lately, you feel like it's going – uh, to Cooper Cup, and, and it, nine times out of ten it is. There's going to have to be some new wrinkles in the Sean McVay offense uh, this week so it's not so predictable. So these Dallas defenses and just teeing off on Matthew Stafford. I, I'm going to take Dallas, and I'm going to take the points this week because I think this Dallas team – has got a lot of confidence, especially they've got a lot of confidence in their quarterback and Cooper Rush. I would take them on my team at this point. Hell, I'd take any quarterback from any other team at this point on my team. They've gotten some confidence, and they trust this kid. They've got uh, Michael Gallup back, uh, the receiver, uh, on Dallas as well. That's helped take some pressure off C.D. Lamb, uh, who is just so good and such a good route runner. Uh, they've got a two-headed monster in running back now with Troy Pollard emerging as well in Dallas. Uh, you know, I, I think their offense is probably might be in better shape than the Rams at this point. So I'm going to take Dallas and take the points. Yeah, uh, Cooper Cup, I mean, he does. He gets the focus, and he still somehow manages to come up with double-digit receptions. I don't get how teams continually let that guy beat him because on film, he's the guy you say, we can't let this guy beat him, but he beats him. Well, you know, and that's exactly what the 49ers did last week. They decided they weren't going to let Cooper Cup beat them. And then, and then the Rams uh, offense struggled mightily with Cooper Cup being held under control. And he wasn't shut down, but, you know, they kept him from beating him. And, and the 49ers kind of gave 
uh, I think the Cowboys had game plan. Here's how you beat the Rams. And uh, uh, Buffalo did it early on in the first game of the season. Uh, if you can't, if they can't figure out how to use uh, other receivers and not just Cooper Cup, it's going to be a very long day for the Rams on Sunday. No doubt about it. All right, Mo, as always, we appreciate you taking time. Mo from the Mo Radio Share Show here on More Winners with Mo on Wake and Bake. We'll talk to you next time. Sports Betting Weekly. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Fuck, got money on my mind. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly, another edition of Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. And this week, we are joined by John from GMF Sports. Now, John, uh, it says on the bottle, right there, follow John on Instagram at GMF underscore sports underscore consultants. We've known each other for, for a long, long time. And I remember one of the first times that we talked was you were kicking butt in one of the contests. And I think it might have been for those guys. I forget the name of the contest. Picking Duck. Picking, Picking Duck. Duck. Yes, yeah, so I still talk to, to Chuck from Picking Duck. And, and you know what? You have not stopped doing well. As a matter of fact, last week I think was your best week in the circuit contest to date, wasn't it? That was correct. Yeah, we won a perfect 5-0 and oh, the circa. Uh, so that keeps me in the mix heading into this week, into week five for NFL. So obviously 5-0 and oh is, is great. We will take that and let's uh, keep it going here. One of the things that's exciting is we've just booked our trip for the ninth. I think it's the ninth annual. It might be the 10th, but don't quote me on that. The ninth <laughs> annual AFC-NFC uh, getaway weekend or betaway weekend. So uh, that is uh, that gets me through. The grind of football season, that gets me through because by that point in time, the last championship game has been decided there's only a handful of games the date is a lot easier to work with and of course we have a very very good time in las vegas every single time we do even in the when the pandemic you and i didn't even get to go out anywhere but last year we had a blast it was like your car was the clown car at the circus right i don't know how many guys we had in your car we probably broke some civil laws or something yeah, yeah, we, we won't get into too much, but yeah, you got the free local tour of Las Vegas, man. We we did a lot during that trip, and no, it was a good time. It was a good time. Let's do this. Let's let's kind of real quick. We'll talk about GMF Sports Consultants, and uh, then we'll do a play. We'll go to break. We'll come back and do do a couple plays. We're going to go over three games now. Do you want me to pick games, or you got games already you looked at? I kind of just loosely uh, just glanced over the NFL games on Sunday, and then just kind of going over some of the MLB stuff. Um, right. Nothing concrete on, but I'm I'm kind of leaning a few directions. You can pick whatever games you yeah, want. Yeah, so let's let's talk yeah. about first of all. Let's talk about how long have you been doing the GMF Sports in Vegas, and then I want to know how long you did contest. How many years you've done the contest? So when did you start actually saying, "Hey, you know what? I can do this. I'm good at this. I can do this." Yeah. Well, I've actually been involved in sports betting and sports gambling for almost 20 years, but technically as GMF, as an entity, as me creating GMF, it's been full-time for the last six years now. So we've been going six, we'll be going heading into the seventh year of pretty much committing myself to betting full-time, uh, creating GMF as a company and trying to get the name brand out there, you, you know, just in general. And this is kind of as we're moving forward, because now, as we all know, you know, sports betting is legal in, I, I think, 33 states, 34 states. And we're, we're probably going to have some more to go here, but the, the sports uh, gambling is a big entity that we can enter into. So that's kind of where I plan on, 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 
you know, stabilizing and moving forward in, in the future. So how many of those years have you done the contest, the big contest where you pay oh, a lot of money? Picking Duck was one of the first kind of football contests that we did. Now, we all know Westgate was kind of the OG, so to speak, of, of the football contest, but I never actually entered any of the Westgate ones. Um, I was a proxy for the Westgate ones. I never actually entered myself. Circa was the first ones that we did it, and we have done Circa, the millionaire, since it started three years ago. So this is the third year. There you go. All yeah. right, so let's uh, let's look at a game. Give us a game uh, this weekend and, and, and tell us what you think. Monday night game, I'm going to move to the Raiders-Chiefs game. And this is uh AFC matchup. Uh, the Raiders are coming off their first win. And obviously, we all know how good Kansas City is. You know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, shout out to him. Arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. And this might be an unpopular pick um, in Las Vegas. Some people might say you're biased, but I'm actually picking the Las Vegas Raiders not only to cover, but I think they're going to win Monday night in Kansas City. And I know Blackhawk West might not be a fan of this, but I, <laughs> but I like them to win in Casey. Well, no, you know what? Uh, the bottom line is you got to call your shots, or or they're not your shots. There's no doubt that Mahomes is doing things that just that they're not fair. Really, that's and and I I remember having money on him and seeing him do something and saying it's not fair, even though I had him. I still know it's not fair. And that one of those was that I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run. No, I'm not gonna run. I'm gonna throw a pass like it's uh, an alley-oop for a touchdown. That was unbelievable. I had to watch that a couple of times because it almost feels like it's a video game at that point, you know, and that's what a lot of people refer to it as. And it's amazing at how easy he makes these plays look. And then when you sit back and realize what he's doing, it's like uh, you, you still can't even comprehend how he's able to do these things. And don't get me wrong, you, you know, these are professional football athletes and everybody obviously, you, you know, is top notch at their craft and what they're doing and at the skills position. But the way he just makes it look is, is just phenomenal. So, you know, kudos to him. Like I said, he's arguably, you can put him in the category as, as one of the top quarterbacks right now currently playing. But I'm going to stick with my Raiders in that one. I'm not budging on this. There <laughs> There you go. All right. So when we come back from break, we'll cover a couple more games. We'll talk more with John from GMF Sports Consultants. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. We've got John from GMF Sports Consultants. Now, John, the best part, I think, for me of Wake and Bake and talking to you guys throughout the week is that we, we bounce on 420, and right now it's 420 in the Marshall Islands. Now, I knew the Marshall Islands had something to do with the war, and I just couldn't remember. Yeah, it, it, it's basically right now, if you're in the middle of the North Pacific Ocean, and you know those are some beautiful islands out there, I yeah. would imagine, you know, uh, you're, you probably could grow some great cannabis on an I, island in the middle I, of the North Pacific. I but uh, I'm not sure. I don't know sure where you would get a lighter. Yeah. I really don't know where you would get a lighter. I'm looking at the Marshall Islands. They look like something that was in that movie with Tom Hanks. You remember when he got stuck yeah. with, the, uh, with the volleyball? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So, again, you're coming off a, a perfect week in the circuit contest yep. uh, let's talk about a couple more football games or baseball you got because i know you know you you've done really well with baseball in the past five years too yeah, yeah exactly baseball still uh to me is is my top sport that's one of the 
the games that I love not only to watch and be a fan of, but also love to love to bet on, um, you know, towards the last few weeks of the season, obviously we kind of, you know, bring the betting units down and we tend to focus more on NFL. NFL is king, but now we're switching into MLB playoffs. And this is where you can really kind of choose your spots as far as betting and, and kind of pick and choose your opportunities uh, in game is always an advantage that we have for betting in, in positions like that. So we're, we're going to be keeping a, a close eye to the playoffs as uh, they kick off here. Yeah, you got four games tomorrow, Tampa Bay at Cleveland, Philly at St. Louis, Seattle at Toronto, San Diego at the Mets. Some of these teams limped in. Some of these teams played their way in. Uh, yeah. And some of them dominated all. Well, actually, no, that's not true. In this round, none of these teams dominated yeah. all year. Teams that dominated all year are sitting. I would think probably out of out of the two games, I think the most intriguing ones, personally, in my opinion, is going to be the ones in the National League. I think the Mets-Padres series, because we all know the great start that the Mets have, but they completely fell off the rails in the second half. And not only that, the last, I would say, month of baseball, they gave up that lead. They let Atlanta take control of the uh, NL East there. So now they're playing a wild card against San Diego, who was kind of in the same position. They were very up and down this year. Also, now, one thing about the Padres that we do know is they've got they've got the pitching to win, whether their bats can do anything and whether or not they can stop the Dodgers. Well, they got to get through the Mets before they worry about the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the one thing that's scary playing here in these playoffs, because if, if you look at the Mets, they arguably have the top two pitchers in the game when you talk about uh, Scherzer and when you talk about the ground so that completely falls on those two and how well they're going to be able to perform i would imagine you're probably going to see uh musgrove and and i i would think that they probably uh throw darvish for the padres in, into that one two mix i i think yeah so darvish is actually starting and and that that line right now the total in that game is six yeah, so yeah. That, there, there you go. That kind of sums up what the what the book is expecting from that series. Yeah, I I, I would imagine that that's going to be probably the setting line as as we move forward in that series for for the Mets Padres. Um, just because pitching, it's that's the name of the game, and and you have some pretty well known pitchers for the Mets on that side. So that's going to no, be no doubt about it. All right, so you got another football game for us? Another football game. I, I haven't really uh, keyed in on anything yet. That was the one game that I was eyeing on. The the other game that I kind of looked at, um, I'm probably not going to take personally, but it's just the Bills getting 14 points over the Pittsburgh Steelers who are going to start Pickett as a rookie quarterback. So that's kind of interesting to see how he does. Obviously, the Steelers kind of gave up on Mitch, the truth, uh, Trubinsky already. So we kind of get the uh, coming forward of uh, Pickett here and see how he does uh, against Buffalo in Buffalo. 14 points is a lot of points. Yeah, there's there's the, the, that Packer game. I could see that getting up to 10 by the time London gets here. Tampa Bay's already double digits over Atlanta. Uh, the yeah. Packers, uh, I mean, the Buffalo, like you said, 14 points over Pittsburgh. It's hard betting the NFL when you got point spreads like that. Do you ever use those big point spreads in your picks, in your circle very, picks? Very rare will I do that just because it's, it's you, you, you never know. Um, I would possibly look at a dog just because of, that's such a big number to cover. You know, um, in that situation, I'm, I'm probably not going to against, bet against Buffalo at home. In, in this case, especially with a rookie quarterback getting his first start, I think that's kind of throwing him in the fire, so to speak. So we're going to see how that goes. But I tend to shy away from that. Normally, I think seven is is probably my cutoff point. You, you know, I, I would feel more comfortable, you know, staying in that one touchdown range, 
you know, give or take. It's tough expecting a team to care about your 14-point spread when they're up by 16. They put their prevent defense out there because they don't care about you. They don't care about us, John. They just don't. Now that the TV, they still haven't gotten the memo yet. So Exactly. All right, man. We'll talk to you again next time. Let them know. CFL. Let them know. Welcome to Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West. This is our Canadian Thanksgiving version, which means, of course, we get an extra game to talk about. There's two games Saturday, there's a game Sunday. And where is Blackhawk West? Charles from San Diego, appreciate you coming in. But how the hell do you know Blackhawk West? Hey, happy to be here. So Blackhawk West and I go back. I was on a road trip with a good friend of mine going to different sporting events. And I'm a big Broncos fan, as you can imagine, pretty disappointed this year. But uh, yeah, Blackhawk West is a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. Probably the only thing I don't like about it. But uh, he showed us a great time in Kansas City. So Uh, so you're going to be his translator, right? Yeah, hopefully I can give the give the people some winners. Uh, well, you know what? He, he, he does a very good job of that. Talk to us. What do you got? First game, we have British Columbia at Toronto. This is going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a tight game, but Wes likes Toronto, given the points. What's the point spread? They're giving a point and a half. And the total? And the over is 48 and a half. And what time is that game? 4 p.m. Eastern. So Saturday, then, the second game is what? The second game, we have Edmonton going to Winnipeg. Wes says 10. Take the points and go with Edmonton. So you're going to probably have to help us out with some totals and points before you tell us who Wes likes, right? So we know. What's the spread on that game? Edmonton is getting 13 and a half, so almost two touchdowns. So it says take the 13 and a half, and the over-under is 50 and a half. 50 and a half. Yeah, the last two times they played, according to the DC Sports Data, Winnipeg handled them easy, but Wes likes taking two touchdowns, so who doesn't like two touchdowns? All right, what's the last game? The last game is Ottawa and Montreal, and the spread is Montreal minus six and a half, and the over-under opened at 49 and a half. It dropped to 47 and a half. Wes says, take Montreal, given the six and a half. Yeah, Montreal is in their last six games, five and one against the spread. So there's nothing wrong with throwing a parlay in when West gives you three teams because those teams tend to come out well. So that would be Edmonton plus 13, Montreal minus six, and Toronto minus one. That's who he likes? Yeah. All righty. All right, so let's do this. When we come back from break, we're going to celebrate some more Canadian Thanksgiving But we're going to be doing it with Charles from San Diego. You're listening to Saturdays in Canada on Wake and Bake. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada here on Wake and Bake. And normally, Blackhawk Wes is uh, sitting in the seat. But Charles from San Diego, who I guess goes to Kansas City Chiefs games with Blackhawk Wes, uh, is filling in. And he gave us uh, Wes's play. So if you missed that, you got to play it again. Wes, uh... Give us out some winners. West knows his football. He sure That's does. All right, so let's talk West. about Charles from San Diego because you know your football too. You got any winners for us this week? I do. There's two games specifically that stand out to me. One's in college, one's in the pros. So a lot of people just don't believe in UCLA. But after a big dominating win against Washington last week, they're going to be hosting Utah. The line opened up at UCLA getting four and a half. It's dropped at three and a half. I will be all over UCLA at home getting three and a half. I think they're going to win this game outright. 
but I love the extra points. Yeah, if you like a team, uh, you could take the points, but the money line, there's nothing wrong with sprinkling something on there as well. Absolutely. Who else you like? So Sunday, we have a interesting matchup. We have the Tennessee Titans going to the Washington Commanders. Now, I don't know if any of you have watched the Washington Commanders, but they just do not scare you. And Tennessee's coming off two wins back-to-back. I expect them to go on the road and win by double digits. And they are only giving two. The line opened up at two and a half, dropped to one and a half, back at two. Get it before it goes up to three if it does. And that way, if they only win by a field goal, you're cashing. Yeah, Tennessee was both on John and Wes's picks for their contest last week. And they were easy winners. So uh, hopefully they'll do it again. Yeah, I'm not a big Washington fan. I'm not a big fan of, of the NFC East. I think Philadelphia's a pretty good team. I think Dallas and the Giants will stabilize and end up 9-7 and seven or 8-8 eight and eight or whatever amount of games they play now because that's what they do in the NFC East. At least for the last decade. No doubt. All right, Charles from San Diego, thank you for filling in here on Saturdays in Canada. Do me a favor. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving Canadian style on Monday. You too. All right, thanks for joining us here on Wake and Bake. Again this week, and yeah, that's our motto. Take what these guys tell you and always be cashing. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.